Welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast series, Through the Bible in a Year, where we come together for daily reading and reflection as we journey through the scriptures. Let's dive into today's episode with Pastor Chris Miller. Welcome to day eight of the Through the Bible in a Year series of the PC Speaking Podcast. Today's reading is from Genesis chapter 19 through chapter 21 in Matthew chapter 6. Um, in Genesis today, we're going to recount the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham rescues his nephew Lot and his family from destruction. Uh, and we're going to see some very severe consequences of moral corruption and also the significance of heeding God's warning, listening to what God says. And then we're going to move forward to Genesis 20, 21. Um, and well, something pretty cool happens there despite their old age. A 90-year-old Sarah miraculously conceives a son with her 100-year-old husband, Abraham, and she gives birth to Isaac, fulfilling God's promise. As we see consistently throughout Scripture, God keeps his promises. Then moving on to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 6. We are back in the Sermon on the Mount, and what we're our reading today begins with Jesus emphasizing the sincerity of giving, prayer, uh, fasting. He cautions against seeking attention and praise. And then he also provides us the model prayer, also known as the Lord's Prayer, giving us a model of how to pray. It's important to take note that that particular prayer begins with reverence for God and ends with seeking his will. Some things to listen for in our reading today, the significance of the choices we make and the consequences of moral decay and how God is always faithful in keeping his promises. Let's go to the book of Genesis. We're going to start reading in chapter 19 today, and we're going to read through to 21, and then we'll move over to the New Testament, read chapter 6, and we'll come back here together and just leave with a couple of devotional thoughts to help settle our mind in what we've read today. Genesis chapter 19 says, Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting at the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Then he said, Here, my lords, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet, and then you may rise early and go on your way. They said, No, we will stay in the open square all night. But he strongly insisted, so they turned aside with him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast of baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Before they lay down, the men of the city, then the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. They then called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them to us so that we may have relations with them. So Lot went out through the door to them and shut the door behind him. Then he said, Please, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Look, I have two daughters who have been with a man, who, who have not been with a man. Please let me bring them out to you, and you may do with them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. But they replied, stand back. Also, they said, this man came here as an alien, and he keeps acting like a judge. We will deal worse with you than with them. So they pressed hard against Lot and came close to breaking down the door. But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. Then they struck the men that were at the door of the house, both small and great, with blindness, so that they wore themselves but out, groping for the door. 
Then the men said to Lot, have you anyone else here? Sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone you have in the city, take them out of this place. For we are about to destroy this place because the outcry against its people has grown great before the presence of the Lord. The Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-laws who married his daughters and said, get up, get out of this place for the Lord will destroy the city. But to his sons-in-laws, he seemed to be joking. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot saying, arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Otherwise you will be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his and his wife's hands, along with the hands of his two daughters. The Lord, being merciful to him, brought him out and set him outside the city. When they had brought them out, one of them said to them, Escape for your lives. Do not look behind you or stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest you be destroyed. Then Lot said to them, Please know, my lords, your servant has found grace in your eyes, and you may have shown your mercy, which you have shown me by saving my life. However, I cannot escape to the mountain. Otherwise, some evil will overtake me and I will die. Look, this city is close enough to flee to, and it is a little on. It is a little one. Please let me escape there. It is not a little one. Is it not a little one? For my life will be saved. He said to them, I have granted your request in this matter also. I will not overthrow the city which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city was Zoar. The sun had risen over the land when Lot entered Zoar. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. And it was the Lord out of heaven. So he overthrew those cities, all the valley, all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. But his wife behind him looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. Now Abraham got up early in the morning and went to the place where he stood before the Lord. Then he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the valley. And he saw the smoke of the land going up like the smoke of a furnace. So it was then, so it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the middle of the destruction when he overthrew the cities in which Lot lived. Then Lot left Zoar and lived in the mountains along with his two daughters who were with him. For he was afraid to dwell in Zoar. He and his two daughters lived in a cave. And the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old and there is no man on the earth to have relations with us after the manner of all the earth. Let us make our father drink wine and let us lie with him so that we may preserve the lineage of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night and the firstborn went in and had relations with her father. He did not know when she lay down or when she arose. On the next day, the firstborn said to the younger, Indeed, last night I had relations with my father. Let us make him drink wine tonight also, so that you may go in and have relations with him, so that we may preserve the lineage of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night also. Then the younger arose and lay down with him, and he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Therefore, the daughters of Lot were pregnant by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. The younger also gave birth to a son and called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the Ammonites to this day. Chapter 20. Abraham journeying from there toward the Negev, settled between Kadesh and Shur, and he then journeyed to Gerar. Then Abraham said to to about Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. So Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for her and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, You are a dead man because the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Abimelech had not gone near her and said, Lord, will you slay a righteous man? 
Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And did not even she herself say, he is my brother? In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. And God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Therefore, return the man's wife, for he is a prophet and will pray for you. Moreover, you will live. However, if you do not return her, know that you will surely die, you and all who are yours. So Abimelech arose early in the morning and called all his servants and told them these things. And the men were very afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, what have you done to us? How have I offended you that you would bring on me and on my kingdom a great sin? You have done things to me that should not have been done. Then Abimelech said to Abraham, what were you thinking about that you did this thing? Abraham said, because I thought surely there is no fear of God in this place and they will slay me because of my wife. Still, indeed, she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. She became my wife. When God caused me to travel from my father's house, I said to her, this is your kindness, which you must show me. Every place where we go, say concerning me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep, oxen, and male and female servants and gave them to Abraham and returned to his wife, Sarah, to him. Abimelech said, my land is before you, settle wherever it pleases you. To Sarah, he said, I give your brother a thousand shekels of silver. It is a sign of your innocence in the eyes of all who are with you and before everyone you are vindicated. So Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech, his wife and his female servants. Then they bore children for the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Chapter 21, the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, and at the set time that God had spoken to him. Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh. All who hear will laugh with me. Also, she said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. So the child grew and was weaned. Then Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne in Abraham, mocking. Therefore, she said to Abraham, throw out this slave woman and her son, for the son of this slave woman shall not be heir with my son Isaac. This matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. But God said to Abraham, do not be upset concerning the boy and your slave wife. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to what she says, for in Isaac your descendants will be called. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the slave woman because he is your offspring. So Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and sent her away with child. So she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she placed the child under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bow shot. For she said to herself, let me not see the death of the child. She sat across from him and lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the boy's voice. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, what is the matter with you, Hagar? Do not be afraid, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Arise, pick up the boy, and hold him in your hands, for I will make him a great nation. 
Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy and he grew and lived in the wilderness and became an archer. He lived in the wilderness of Paran and his mother found a wife for him out of the land of Egypt. Now it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now therefore swear to me by God that you will not deal deceitfully with me or with my children or with my descendants. Instead, according to the kindness that I have shown you, you will show to me and to the land where you have lived. Abraham said, I will swear. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well of water that Abimelech's servants had violently seized. And Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this. You did not tell me, and I have not heard it of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech. And the two of them made a covenant. Then Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. And Abimelech said to Abraham, what is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs that you have set by themselves? And he said, you shall take these seven ewe lambs from my hand so that they may be a witness that I have dug this well. Therefore, he called that place Beersheba because the two of them swore an oath there. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. Then Abimelech rose with Phicol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he came to the name of the Lord of the everlasting God. And there he called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. Over to the New Testament, Matthew chapter six. Be sure that you you not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward for uh, from your father who is in heaven. Therefore, when you do your charitable deeds, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be honored by men. True, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do your charitable deeds, do not let your hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deeds may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners, that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter your closet, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. But when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their much speaking. Do not be like them, for your father knows what things you have need of before you ask him. Therefore, pray in this manner. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men of their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men of their sins, neither will your Father forgive your sins. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces so they may appear to be to men to be fasting. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you have fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you will not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. 
to store up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unclear, your whole body will be full of darkness. Therefore, if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I say to you, take no thought about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they do not sow, nor do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Who among you, by taking thought, can add a cubit to his stature? Why take thought about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither work, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not dressed like one of these. Therefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is here and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. For your heavenly Father knows what you have need of all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be given to you. Therefore take no thought about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take thought about the things of itself. Sufficient to the day is the trouble there of <clears throat> well that's our reading for today um genesis 19 through 21 um read about the fulfillment of for god's uh, fulfillment of god's promises to abraham and what happened with sodom and gomorrah and as we think about that think about the destruction of sodom and gomorrah and then let's try to bring that home and think about it like this in what ways might that emphasize the consequences of sin and how can we learn from that in our own lives? Um, Matthew chapter six, <clears throat> excuse me, my goodness, I've been reading a lot today. Uh, Matthew chapter six covers a lot of ground. Uh, Jesus teaches about giving prayer, fasting. It's just, it's almost like a proverb there. It's a whole bunch of different topics and brief teaching on each one of those. He talks about prioritizing heavenly treasure over earthly treasure that's not going to last anyway. And we should think about what Jesus teaches about giving. And then how can you and I cultivate a genuine and humble approach to generosity with a focus that pleases God rather than seeks recognition? Just something to think about, meditate on, and settle the words of Jesus in our mind. Well, I thank you again for taking the time to listen in, and I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on the PC Speaking Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Through the Bible in a Year. If you have found this helpful, please follow the podcast and share it with a friend. It is our hope and prayer that every episode helps enrich your relationship with God and His Word.